Oh, no. I like your bikini. Thank you. I do, too. It's got strawberries. I feel like strawberry shortcake and, like, not in a weird way. No, in, in like, a cool hot way. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, <sighs> okay, well, welcome to Oh No with Anna Campion. It's me, your host, <laughs> Anna Campion. <laughs> and, um, you know, uh, I, um, I've had a big week this week. But before we get into that, um, I want to introduce uh, my lovely guest, Macy. Hi, Macy. Hi, Anna. How are I'm, you? I'm so thrilled to be here. I'm so thrilled to have you. I'm so thrilled to have you. How's it hanging? It's honestly, I feel like I'm in a dream or a trance mm-hmm. because so many large milestones in my life have happened in the past week. And I have like not, not processed it fully yet. Yeah, so, so you you just graduated from college. Congratulations. Mm-hmm. Thank you very much. Yes. <laughs> Biology and biochemistry. Um, yeah. And I, and I have a job, which is... Cool. What's your job? I will be a... Um, Deloitte? And, no, <laughs> I could never do that. Um, I will be a brewery intern with Anheuser-Busch. So I will be Whoa. part of the beer making process which is yeah, really where where are you doing it um that's an excellent question I would love to pull your audience I have okay. four choices and I'm I have like two front runners I have one obvious choice in my mind but I'd mm-hmm. love to pitch that to you and hear if you have any insight on um any of- well pitch away I I'd love to <laughs> so there's Jacksonville Florida which could be nice there is somewhere outside of the bay area i don't remember where but about 45 minutes from san francisco which would be also nice uh st louis missouri or uh fort collins colorado which i think is my top choice right now that's interesting that that's your top choice right now Um, really see everybody has a different response i'd go with i'd go with cali Really? Yeah. Mm. You've lived in Virginia on the East Coast your entire life. Yeah. You grew up in you grew up in Gloucester and then you went to William and Mary. You've kind of been in the same and you did you did go abroad to Scotland. Yes, who could forget? Um Um, but other which is which is why I think I would like the cold weather of Colorado. Um the Bay Area doesn't get crazy hot. True. Cool. I, I mean, I, I've been to San Francisco. I had a really lovely opportunity to go with some of my freshman hallmates freshman year, and I really loved the city. I think it's complicated and beautiful and foggy and fast and slow at the same time um, in a way that I feel like the West Coast can offer. But I think it would be really expensive and the place that I'm in doesn't have very or would be in if I had picked that spot it doesn't have a lot to do so I would have to drive into San Francisco to do silly things which is like great in theory but I hate driving <laughs> mm, okay I am and I yeah okay so um I would have to drive anywhere but driving in San Francisco sounds like um 
I'm not I guess uh, I know people who live in Colorado. Yes. And I don't hear great things about Fort Collins as an, See, as an area of Colorado to live in. But. It's interesting as a person who likes brewing beer because it is a, I, I think it's something along the lines of 75% of all the beer that's brewed in the state is in Fort Collins. Hmm. And so a lot of like a, really a lot big... of beer is brewed in Colorado, but I do like yeah. Colorado a lot. I think, and you're like an outdoorsy chick, so yeah. you like. I think no matter where you go in Colorado, you're you're gonna have a good time. Yeah, and in the I, my my shifts are four days on, four days off, twelve hours long. Mm-hmm. So I will have I'll be working hard and then playing hard. <laughs> yeah, well, Colorado is a good place to work hard and then play hard. Um. I'm going to give a hard pass on Jacksonville, Florida. I'm going to give a hard pass on Jacksonville, Florida. That's the one I feel the least excited about. And St. Louis, um, I don't know a ton about St. Louis. I've heard it's kind of I'm also just kind of, I'm like generally anti-landlocked places is also Mm -hmm. my thing. So like I personally would choose California just because um, it's near water. You know what I'm saying? So like. I, I respect that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess St. Louis is right on the river, so it's not quite yeah, as landlocked. That's true, and it would also be cold. <laughs> and <laughs> the part of the Midwest, which is maybe not a bad thing, um, but also could be bad. <laughs> I just feel you, like no matter what, I yeah. really want something new. I am well. Like that's you said, guaranteed. I, that's guaranteed. Um. Yeah, I mean, Colorado's cool. I like Colorado. Um, And I mean, I haven't even really been to Fort Collins, so I can't fully give an opinion on it. But I would pick California, but that's <laughs> just me. No, I appreciate the Anakin. I'm also in a California um, state of mind these days. I'm really interested mm. in um, going and exploring that. Um, Is that tied into your uh, week of events? It's tied into my year of events, my summer of, of events. Just um, like your, your mindset for the year of 2021. Yeah. Oh, well, okay. Actually, so interestingly, so I went to a psychic on Monday night <gasps> with no way with our friend Alana, friend of the pod, oh. and our good friend Alana. Oh, yes. I and listened I want- to that episode uh this week while I was like walking around on the beach and Mm -hmm. I just loved hearing your voices it was oh what a good episode (laughs) she's a treasure um yeah we got dinner um on St. Mark's which is a street in Manhattan that is well known for debauchery um Mm. Broad City has a really funny uh, episode about it (laughs) um and we went to a psychic and we both got readings done I won't I won't uh say what she said to alana but i went first and basically the psychic said that i am going to that i um a couple of things couple of big things yes so the first thing please in detail unpack everything (laughs) okay so the first thing that the psychic said was um she asked me how my stomach was and i was like well i went to coney island yesterday so it wasn't great she was like, okay, I'm sensing like a real heaviness there. Has anyone from, I think that there's like a really deep negativity that has been reawakened there because someone from your past 
has come back and reached out to you? Because they did. Because some, because my, because my ex-girlfriend from 2018 texted me for the first time in three years a few weeks ago. Oh, I, I didn't enjoy watching from afar, but truly just was waiting with bated breath to. It was intense. The day, yes, Um, I felt it. I felt it in through my screen, which I rarely feel. Yeah, and without going into too much detail, listeners, um, it didn't go well. Our our conversation (laughs) did not go well. Hmm. Uh, it, uh-huh. it ended with me uh, blocking her, which is not really my move. Like I full power to the block, but that is not something I I rarely block people because I'm mm. usually um, it's very final. Yeah. And I'm usually very good about like, you know, um, I'm usually very good about there are very few people that I've ever felt the need to block because I'm usually very good about staying on good terms with people in sure. some ways or another. Um, and there've been a handful of people there's, there's been like at least one person I know of who has blocked me, but I think I've since been unblocked. So yeah, yeah. It, it's not a big thing for me is my point. So she was like, sure. and I think that like, that stirred up a lot of like heaviness and negativity for you. And you need to like, let go of that in order to like be successful. Cause the way that you've been dealing with it hasn't been healthy and it hasn't made wow. you successful. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I hate you, but I mean, true. I mean, I mean you right. <laughs> like, damn. Um, and then, yeah, she wow. talked about, um, she's like, you're, you have a silver aura, which means you're really in tune with yourself and you're in a great period of transformation and transition. And like, you're growing, you're growing into your personality, basically. Like I'm growing into wow. myself, which, which I is mean, saying a lot, I think, because you are a very distinctive human and well, thank you. do interesting and have always said and gone about yourself with fun and Exactly cool the fucking way I want. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, no, yeah, which is I think amazing. You, yeah, yeah. I guess she predicted the fact that I look hot in bike shorts now. That I <gasps> haven't, I hadn't even tried on the bike shorts yet. It's Princess Diana set the precedent. She said, "Look, everyone, yeah. minimal effort, like Harvard sweatshirt and mm-hmm. hot, hot like uh, cream sickle colored bike shorts, and mm-hmm. you are the sexiest bitch on the block." Yeah. And I'm so I'm so happy that you had that on the streets of New York. Yeah, I'm wearing that. I mean, I'm wearing a baggy Maggie Rogers t-shirt, a backwards oh. hat, my black bike shorts and Nike socks and my white Birkenstocks. Um today when I went and, go, and got my bagel. Um, chill out, chill out. <laughs> yeah. Um so so yeah, she said I was like coming into my per- like transforming into my personality. And then she was like, you, the reason that you need to like, let go of all this old negativity and you need to find a way to move past it is because you are going to be famous and you are going to be a leader and you're going to be very well known for doing like creative things. And I was like, okay. All right. All right. No, well, like, I mean, okay. Tell, tell us something we didn't know, but listen, how, how, this is how the affirming. second, this is the second psychic that has said this about me in specific and the the actually I mean the second that has said the word famous I know but my mom has gone to like three or four psychics since I've been born and they've all said something along the lines of me being 
famous. A prominent figure in our yeah. human society. And now I've gotten the full confirmation that I am destined uh, for greatness, she said, to be famous. Um, my, I will tell you a quick side note. My grandmother, who is no longer on this earth, but was probably one of my favorite people to um, be in a room in peace, with. Macy's grandmother? Yes, good, sweet Anne Calder. Um, an interesting woman in her own right. She saw a sidekick when she was 40. I think my dad and my two uncles were like middle teens. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. Um, and the sidekick, she went with her friends and there were three of them. And she on the nose predicted like every major life thing, including my grandmother's brain tumor that she got the next week. Oh my God. Um, and so she told me to never, ever see a sidekick because you should go through life without the burden of knowing. And <laughs> she told me that at the age of like 10. And I was yeah. like, oh, okay. Um, yeah, I think. I'm, I'm incredibly um, tempted because I, I do believe that people can read your energy and your, um, I maybe feel- not your, your future, but maybe your, um, like your spirit. Mm-hmm. Well, I wouldn't want, I wouldn't want someone to go as specific as like, you will die at age, whatever. (laughs) Sure. Who who does? I like, well, this, this psychic, she, she was sort of like specific in, in the vagueness, you know, like she wasn't saying like, you will do X, Y, Z, this, this will happen to you. Um, but yeah, so she said, I'm going to be famous. Um, and I am, and I'm destined to be very independent too. Um, and I need to get rid of this heaviness in order to fully embrace that success. And Mm. then she said that I have a big opportunity coming in August, big door opening for me in August, and I have an address change in my future. And I have been thinking about the Cali thing. Um, hey. but I'm also, but I'm also just moving apartments in July. So <laughs> could be, could hey. be, could be new one of space, two new energy. I mean, I, it makes now, a difference. That's exciting. And now, now this is, this is the kicker here at the end. So then I sat down and then she did Alana's reading. Um, mm-hmm. and then we were all kind of chatting afterward. And I was like, by the way, did you see, like, is there anything about like just my love life in general? Because Listeners, we know this about me. I'm a romantic. I oh, fully. I'm a hardcore romantic. I have mm. a Jane Austen tattoo. I have a portrait of a lady on fire tattoo. I'm gonna get a second <laughs> Jane Austen tattoo in a couple weeks. All right. Oh. Yeah. Well, can we circle back to that? <laughs> we will. It's uh, it's it's um my wife Anya Taylor Joy as Emma. Oh, Emma. And the great Anushka Ananti um designed it for me. So I will be. Wow. Oh, oh, what an honor. Truly. This is my, this is the second tattoo that she's designed for me. She also did my portrait of a lady. Portrait of a lady. I love it. Yeah. I have always, I've always liked that. Yeah, me too. I I watched that over the Christmas break Mm -hmm. alone in my room with a candle lit and just cried like a baby. Yep. What a powerful film. Um, Truly. So, but so I asked, I go, yes, the psychic said about your I go, love life. have you, did you see anything about my love life? And she said, I do see you having a deep soulmate connection 
you will feel you will like have doubts you will not be sure about if you should be with this person or not and you will question it and you both will and this will lead to a bit of insanity well hey that's kind of hot kind of right kind of a little very like am i getting an enemies to lovers arc like I i hope so because that's juicy that's entertaining like having like a oh yeah. it went really well and like steady build like cool that's safe mm-hmm. but I that's amazing but well is there not a um SNL meet cute person that this could just apply friends to? just friends oh. she just wants to be hey that's which okay. I mean I don't think she's gonna listen to this um <laughs> she, she was like she the next day she texted me and she was like I just like got friend energy and I'm like bullshit you just got friend energy we talked for three hours outside of snl constantly bantering yeah um anyhow saying too much that also happened to me recently so oh my gosh anyways um so so, um the good news is the the good news is that Uh we have a hot girl summer ahead of us and we don't need we don't need that agreed very much agreed we don't need to be entertaining people who don't want to fuck the shit out of us you know what i'm saying i i think that's so true and just i felt i felt like when i'm i'm rolling my eyes saying this because it's just such a cliche i feel like for the william and mary um wasp woman <laughs> to say the um then I'm changing my life mm-hmm. um but one of one of the really beautiful things that um being at Edinburgh fostered for me was this sense of sexual independence mm-hmm. and I, I think you can empathize with this and anybody who also went to a small school or operates in a tight-knit community that dating people is hard and then just hooking up with people is even harder so being given the opportunity to like make out with random people and never see them again um was (laughs) excellent (laughs) yeah excellent some of the most beautiful sexual encounters I've ever had um (laughs) I no longer hear from any well one of them I did he like we followed each other on Instagram. Oh, it was like, it, okay, let me set the stage. <laughs> yes, <laughs> please, please. please. I want this to go on the record so I can like listen to this again. You can come I, back to it. My yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so like by February, I knew the city. I felt safe going out by myself. Um, I normally went with my best friend and um, companion. It was Colorado gal um one of the reasons why I think it'd be fun to live there but I digress we went to our normal stopping stopping grounds at the three sisters um karaoke bar in Edinburgh it is a great place to watch rugby and find cute men um on my normal Thursday night karaoke evening Mm -hmm. (laughs) I what is is it the Backstreet Boys that sing rock your body Mm-hmm. Or is it in sync? No, it's Backstreet because it's Backstreet. Back back back. All right, all right, exactly. Yes, you know, you know, we know the song. Mm-hmm. Um, I had. I just was finished... born in the 1990s. Okay, 
I at the tail end. Mm-hmm. So I can recognize but not name mm-hmm. <laughs> with great accuracy. But I in true as a 90s kid, I sang um um Say You'll Be There by the Spice Girls. Um that was my classic song. Yes. Um I just finished and then the super hot um Englishman goes up and sings uh Rock Your Body and I was like oh my god he's so fine and my friends were like you should go up and talk to him you've been having remarkable success and I was like oh but he's like too hot mm-hmm. dumb bitch move number one um one's finishes the song throbbing it, no you're right you're right but he leaves and I think I should go up and talk to him um and defeated I go up to the student union bar for a cheap beer to nurse my wound and he's talking to like one of my really good friends who in beautiful wingman fashion, like scoops me up and says, hi, Sam, you should meet Macy, my friend. And it was like chemical. We were like making out in the corner, had a cab ordered in like 30 minutes. And Mm -hmm. I had like the best sex I've ever had in my life in a Scottish Hilton hotel. Like love it. Hours, hours long felt Love things it. I never felt before woke up the next morning shook hands took a t- cab and like went to school <laughs> yeah um but we friended okay so that was the last I had known him for like less than 12 hours we friended each other on Instagram eight months later global pandemic fully set in um he dms me a thinking about our time in Edinburgh love <laughs> <laughs> so now I get like uncircumcised 28 year old Englishman dick pics every once in a while which normally I do not enjoy but from him it's like an old friend <laughs> you know what I mean it's an old lover it's an old yeah. lover you're saying hi to in a coffee shop oh like I see it in my uh, my snapchat it is like one of the three reasons I still have the app downloaded on my phone because I'm like what if what if we get married I don't know that is so crazy. brave of you yeah uh anyways I had to I thought you would appreciate I fully appreciate that I fully appreciate that um I (laughs) I haven't had anonymous sex in a long time in a long time it's hard in a long time and I really really miss it I want it so bad because I'm like over like I mean I wouldn't say like no to a girlfriend if the right person showed up, but like, sure, you know, I have a ball by myself. <laughs> I, I like sleeping and reading and playing video games and writing and doing the things oh. that I like to do. Um, I would like to change my Instagram bio to that. <laughs> what you just said. Yeah, I could play yeah. Animal Crossing, read my uh, Reese Witherspoon's book of the month picks mm-hmm. and like sleep mm-hmm. for the rest of my life. <laughs> yeah. When you texted me, I had just woken up from a nap and I got wow. out of bed at 11:30 a.m. For context wow. readers, it is Maisie texted me at 1:59 <laughs> p.m. Yeah. Like I had been conscious for 3 hours or for for two and a half hours and I was like, I got to take a nap. Um no, I I um I want to make out with a stranger so bad. Um, it's one of the reasons that I'm embracing hedonism this summer in such a big way. Um, I, uh, yeah, I, I'm now in the works of planning a trip to Miami for (gasps) a weekend in July. Never been. Oh, wow. Never been. 
Wow, um, that is prime dance floor makeout mm-hmm. city, I would say. And I just got and my it's... vaccine card laminated. I'm good to go. Yeah, try it on a string. <laughs> Keep it with you the whole like, night. Like yeah, my, fucking, my fucking name tag at orientation. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Honestly, I even make fun of that shit. On. I saw that. If I, if I saw a sexy person across the room that was wearing like a vaccination card, I'd be like, okay, get over here. Yeah. Right yeah. yeah. I'll okay. See you never times. All right. Oh, okay. Okay, we hot believe stuff. In vaccinations. Cool, cool. Mm, we believe in um, science in this part in Terra Check. I had one check and you X'd it. I'm and you X'd good. it. You're, I want to make out with you and you're vaccinated. And that's all that <laughs> you need to do. It's a very, it's a very I, passive checklist. It's, but I mean, at this point, it's a totally acceptable checklist to have in your back pocket. Um, mm-hmm. Well, that's very exciting. I can't wait to see um, and hear how that goes for you. Yeah. <laughs> Sending um, positive vibes <laughs> to the dance floors on well, Miami. Well, yeah. So I got a Miami trip in the works. I got a Cali trip in the works with uh, with BFF Jillian. Um, I got Aww. my three-day passes to GovBall in September. <gasps> Ooh. Oh, see, I wish I was like a music festival person. I would rather spend my money elsewhere but mm-hmm. I think the concept of going to music festivals is very fun um I am beyond the beyonds of excited for it um mm. talk who's, about a dance floor makeout yeah wow in like fun um hot girl summer clothes that's, oh yeah that's exciting yeah the outfit planning alone is thrilling oh my god I already <laughs> got it on lock I already got I, it I knew I knew you had I knew you had I'm already, I'm already like, I'm already like, okay, so I'll have to get my hair redone like two weeks before so that it's right. like not, you know, not, not like new, too, too a little fresh. tousled. Yeah. 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 Because you can't look like you're trying hard at a music no. festival. No, you no. Know. Yeah. Absolutely and, not. Like my outfits are going to be great, but I'm going to wear my like dirty shoes. You know what I mean? Sure. Yeah. As you, right. Sensible. Yeah. I'm. It's almost uh, like you've done this before. I've told my friends, <laughs> yes, I've told my friends, I'm like, this summer, I'm going to be a problem. I'm going to be a problem for you, is is the thing. Like, I'm going to be an issue. You are going to have to, like, take a spatula and fucking j- shimmy Fry you off, off of the pry concrete. me off the, the yeah, and, yep. and, and fucking pancake flip me into an Uber. Um. And that's that's what that's what's gonna happen. That's so brave of you. Thank you. I'm I'm so happy. And shouldn't we all? I mean, I feel like at this point, I'm in I'm at the point in my relationship with my closest friends where we both have chips to cash in mm-hmm. of like calling each other, thinking like, when is this pandemic gonna end? Or like, I want to um, jump out of a window after taking classes during COVID. I want to like putting up with all the COVID relationship drama. Like, I feel like we each have chips on our little baskets mm-hmm. and now's the time to cash them in. Like, yeah. I would I would pry you off of the, the sidewalk in hopes that I too would be flipped into and oh, yeah, yeah. to my bed, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I, <laughs> in, I fully- In short. I fully, I fully agree with that. But um, anyhow, I guess to get to the thesis of the podcast- um, <laughs> Well, first off, why don't you tell my listeners who don't know you a little bit about yourself? 
Oh, sure. Um, We've established that you're Macy and that you just graduated. I am a 21-year-old Gemini. My birthday is on Tuesday. Mm. Um, It is my Taylor Swift birthday of 22. It's Marilyn season, Monroe and I baby. are birthday twins, so Classic. I feel kindredship with her. Take that as you will. Um, my likes include board games, reading, tasting new beer, and wearing the color pink in as many combinations that is possible for me right now. Um, my plans are to read all summer and then start my Anheuser-Busch job in on September 7th I have like a start date nice so yeah that's that's kind of me Anna and I were college friends I believe through the freshman orientation machine mm-hmm. at William & Mary is how mm-hmm. we first met but have since kept in touch <laughs> yes I was have... on oh no a long time ago talking about the time I almost shit my pants on I-95 in yeah Virginia. You were on Ono's um, older sister, Ono's older sister podcast. Um, I did what? Um, I did what? Yes. Yeah. Gosh, I I retold that story this morning when I told um, IT that I was my improv group. I am, for context, I am tuning in live from Rodanthe, the Outer Banks of Mm -hmm. North Carolina um, with 13 of my closest friends who also happen to be in my um, college improv group, <laughs> which is embarrassing for me probably in five years, but still feels okay now. Um, we we're having a good time. And I was saying, I am going to mm, talk to Anna Campion for a little bit on her very funny podcast. Oh no. And they're like, didn't you talk about how you built like a small bomb of tacos and caffeine and hot sauce and like crapped your pants with your ex-boyfriend in the car and I was like um there's a little more grace is, that, is, but yes there's a little more context that, is, um, that you're missing that out on. is absolutely correct yeah so um, um well we don't have to talk about that today <laughs> no please god no I'm, we don't have to yes. talk about that today for um, <laughs> for many reasons um <laughs> But you, uh, to me, you are a very sort of outgoing, extroverted, and funny person. So do you, do you find that you get embarrassed a lot or not so much? Because I find sometimes people who are extroverted are kind of like, eh, like it just rolls off their back, you know? Um, I think, uh, not to be a turd, but that's a complicated question in some ways. But put simply, I don't think I get embarrassed a lot I I feel like I have a pretty good sense of humor about myself um I'm not a person who is afraid of being wrong but I feel like it's only only if you strike a chord of like my my core insecurities which I feel like doesn't normally happen will I be like (laughs) but normally my embarrassed response is like I turn red um defend myself like a pit viper and then (laughs) go on a walk to cool down yeah <laughs> yeah yeah okay so, yeah fair enough yeah I also I mean I don't think I get embarrassed I don't really I'm either most, most of the time I can make it a funny story because I I just feel like we're these little we don't know what we're doing 
Mm-mm. And people who act like they do are just so full of themselves. And I, I feel like there's a life to be lived. And part of it is being embarrassed about things like being in a college improv group. Yeah, yeah. Um, having, Why? What's um, embarrassing about that? Oh, I'm, I don't What chapter of that novel <laughs> would you like to open? No, it's, it's, um, it's been good for me. I really, um, in the words of Sarah Marksteiner, an IT and William & Mary alum, she once wrote to me in an email that IT took the William & Mary stick out of her butt. And I agree with that in a lot of ways um, mm-hmm. because I was really invested in my schoolwork for unhealthy reasons. And I think being able to do short and long form improv for a couple hours during the week was really a wonderful way for me to get out of my head and be silly, which is, mm-hmm. I think, something that I am as a person <laughs> I think I think you are I think you are silly too I think you're a silly goose uh, the I, I a silly a silly goose yes. uh IPA am I right mm. yeah hey that's an Anheuser-Busch own beer too Goose Island in Chicago don't they own all okay, the beers yeah. basically yeah they yeah I'm working for a monopoly um you're working for the Coca-Cola of beers a lot of money yeah they're paying me a lot of money to do this for them honestly so good happy. for you take that money yeah take that good good um Um. no I I kind of I kind of agree with with the whole embarrassment thing I find that I just like power through embarrassment like I just really muscle through it like I can sense it when it's happening and I'm just like okay we got to get out on the other side of it yeah I turn into a strawberry and like dance like a monkey out Mm -hmm. of my way Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. fair enough which I think is pretty good because I mean I have some friends who shut down or just, I don't know. I think it's a good quality to have is to be yeah. able to grin and bear it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. Cause, cause I mean, if you're not, then it's like, you're kind of like shutting down on like a potential moment of like vulnerability, which is like yeah. never, never the move in my book. Agreed. Um, I, so First, I really do want to hear what your second tattoo design is for your Jane Austen. Oh, uh, here, I can pull it up for you. I can pull it up for for the for the fans. Um, uh, because as, as you may know, I took a, a Jane Austen literature class this past semester with Kim Wheatley in the Wayne Mary English department. Hold on, I'll let um, that focus up. <gasps> oh, oh my God, I love what a what a scene what a what a packed emotionally loaded still of Anya Taylor-Joy because so so for listeners the picture I'm showing is an outline of Anya Taylor-Joy as Emma Woodhouse in uh in Autumn DeWilde's uh directorial debut Emma 2020 um and it is I mean it's it's gorgeous and it's the scene where she and Knightley are looking at each other over um They're walking. Why am I there? Are they at Fox Hill in that scene? Why? Uh, Harriet. They're looking over Harriet. And um, I want to say Franny. And I was like, that's Franny Price. They're Franny Price. Franny Price. Yep. Mansfield Park. Yes. Also do that. Yes. Um, Yes. And uh, they're like, they're like staring at each other, like wanting to fuck each other. And then Ani Taylor-Joy puts a raspberry in her mouth. And so it's a still from that. And it's an outline. I would argue is the most iconic image from that film. There's so and many. We, 
There, there are, but what's interesting to me is um, that I was, uh, for the greater context, I wrote an essay about why I think, why I know Emma Woodhouse is a queer character in Jane Austen's novel, Emma. And I was thinking about, in my conclusion, how could I make this a broader implication? Why do we care about reading Jane Austen's works through a queer lens? And I thought about Autumn DeWilde's film, who blatantly made it um, a queer coded movie mm -hmm. with Anya Taylor-Joy and oh gosh what is the actress name who is Harriet? Mia Goth yes um she openly said that I think the first um romantic relationship in this film is between Harriet and Emma so it's interesting to me that the the when you google Emma 2020 in google image search it is not a picture of a heterosexual relationship between Emma and Knightley that comes up first but rather this image of Emma Emma um Anya Taylor-Joy eating a strawberry mm -hmm. in this like very sexual um queer gaze moment mm -hmm. looking over her best friend crush slash mm -hmm. um also best friend slash crush but mm -hmm. in um in Harriet yeah. and in Mr. Knightley like that's amazing that's so cool I am fully of the belief that Emma Woodhouse Harriet Smith and Jane Fairfax that's a love triangle that's a full-on love triangle that's a full-on crush obsession triangle. Yeah. Well, I think the Jane Fairfax one is is even more interesting to unpack. I'm I'm also fresh in the knowledge of just having read the novel again. Mm -hmm. But truly with Harriet, there Austin side note does not describe her characters very often. Mm -mm. Like in Pride in Pride and Prejudice, when she describes beautiful Jane, um, eldest sister of the Bennett family. She basically says that she's hot and we just yeah. have to believe her. She's hot and which nice. Is, That's it. Which is great. Like I visualize Rosamund Pike in my brain and I'm like satisfied mm -hmm. when I read it. But um, with Harriet, Austin goes into great detail to describe her eyes, her features, her height, her hair. Um, interesting that this is a later novel mm -hmm. in Austin's life. Um, maybe she... also her longest novel also her longest novel yes so why why these characters does she feel the need to give a physical description of and she does it for a Jane Fairfax as well mm -hmm. um, but I think that's an interesting enemies to lover trope to examine as well because I think Emma I don't think Emma is very jealous of Jane Fairfax so interesting to view their relationship as a um potentially queer one well I think there is like a deep layer of like obsession with Emma Woodhouse and Jane Emma. Fairfax mm -hmm. um and there's like a sort of mutual obsession and rivalry um and then it's like they're kind of sort of trying to get both get Frank Churchill but Emma never actually really likes Frank Churchill that much I think she relishes and like she likes the attention from him able to flirt with him yeah. Yes. Which, which that's, 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 that's lesbian master dog 101. That's, yeah. that's, that's like, do you like men or do you like it when they, when you get attention from them and they're not giving it to other people? And I was I, like, woof. Zoics. Simply. Yeah. I, Zoics. Just, even being, I think Emma also, um, 
as a character is very much somebody who performs femininity Mm -hmm. which is also an interesting angle of viewing Emma Woodhouse as a queer character because um at so many points she talks about how she does not want to be married she's very happy with um being a rich old maid which as we know in other Austin novels is a totally attainable and very fun person to be Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) um Catherine de Berg, namely, um, I would love to be her one day. Yeah, like, what a bitch. Lavishly wealthy and just a heinous bitch. Like, that would <laughs> yeah, be awesome. Yeah. Um, <laughs> just an absolute but, nightmare to be around. And Emma Woodhouse at 85 could be that. Um, I mean, Emma Woodhouse was, at 21 is heinously wealthy and a nightmare a to be around. Yes. But what is what is so complex about her character is I think she she enjoys being feminine um which I love Autumn DeWilde's choices in really costuming Emma's character as a wealthy but also with very much her own personal mm-hmm. flair um but also just in ways that she um she likes being an accomplished young woman who can hold a tune and draw her friend's portrait and mm-hmm. um etc etc but also like there's a scene in the novel where um, Knightley and Emma have a tiff and it's over the treatment of Harriet which is interesting as well Mm -hmm. like that underlying tension but to smooth over um, her feelings she picks up one of her nieces and like is very sweet to this child in this very motherly way and she in the novel the third person non-direct what is it non-direct discourse no you Uh, know the word indirect discourse indirect discourse yes um she it's revealed that she does this like a a move in chess uh Mm -hmm. in my mind a nod to uh the queen's gambit which i am reading right now on the beach and thoroughly enjoying side note um but it's like a chess move. She picks up this child, acts like, look, look at what a homely mother I can be. Mm-hmm. And Knightley's like, oh, everything's fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's just us, our little sexy she's, arguments. She's a mas- master manipulator. I love that bitch. Um, I do too. Yeah, I also took that Jane Austen class. Um, you did? Mm-hmm. I feel dumb for saying all these things without acting like you were a classmate. No, I mean, well... Uh, I mean, how would you know? We took it <laughs> a couple of years apart. Wildly believe, different times. This is I believe true. I took it my junior year. So a 2020 Emma senior year. Wasn't a film yet. Not even no. a twinkle in our eye. Interesting. No. Um, you had Gwyneth Paltrow and that is it. And I'm sorry for you. Well, you know what else I had? Clueless. Ah. Oh, can we talk about Clueless? Okay, well, Cher is, Cher is the most obviously queer-coded adaptation of Emma that has ever existed. Cher I is the most that's... obvious lesbian interpretation of Emma to ever exist. Can you can you expound upon this? Oh, yeah, I I yeah, I can. Say, but yeah, I, I can. Really, please, like, lay it out for me. Okay, so <laughs> Cher has literally not a single interest in men throughout the entire film. Like, not once does she want to date anyone or kiss anyone or do anything with anyone until mm, okay, as if yes mm-hmm. until ty her obsession slash crush throughout the movie 
all of a sudden has interest in Josh. And mm. only then does Cher get in this like, oh my God, do I like him? I guess I do like him. And has this, you know, moment of intuition in front of the fountain. Um, so maybe it's um, competition or jealousy. Which is, well, affection even, for... Yes, even so. What I'm saying is that in (laughs) so, like, one, it is a very like, uh, it is a very like queer woman thing to um, only like guys when other women find them desirable. Like, sort of getting Mm -hmm. that permission from other women to be like, oh yeah, he, oh other girls think he is cute. Ergo, I can think he's cute. Ergo we can date and that is acceptable. Um, Mm. So I think that's part of it. The other part of it is that like, she wants to be Ty's number one. And she's like pissed that Josh is all of a sudden like ruining her potentially be Ty's number Mm. one. Wow. Um, Mm. She's very very protective of Ty in like who she dates and when she dates and how she dates and how she looks and who she hangs out with. She's very much like trying to elevate Ty to the same place that she is so that again it's like very cool and acceptable for them to be seen together Mm -hmm. um she hates which is when um Ty flirts with guys Mm. she like rolls her eyes getting all the attention at the mall yes she rolls her eyes about Dion having sex um I love the highway interstate scene. I see myself in that. I love the whole movie. But but very true. And the only time that Cher really does express potential romantic interest in a guy is in a very obviously queer-coded man. Yes. Who has an air of unattainability. And so the whole point is to make it like her whole thing about um, Christian is to she she has all these steps she makes it like a quest in order to get him so it's all about like the chase as opposed to like genuine attraction to one another yes which is supposed to mirror i guess this um frank churchill character Mm -hmm. but i think like you're saying in a um that's like the obvious interpretation but interesting to view it as another level of like she never had interest in this guy. She's just performing this heteronormative narrative mm-hmm. that she feels like she should have. In. Yeah, because I think she's interested by him, and I think that she like wants to hang out with him, but I don't think she ever actually wants to do anything with him. Yes, even though, she, but she like dresses up and performs the part. She wears that banging red dress. Yeah, um, truly banging. Mm. Yeah, yeah she's a lesbian. Cher Horowitz is a lesbian. I'm gonna rewatch it this week and um, take some notes. <laughs> I'll send them to and you. And don't get me wrong, I love Paul Rudd as Josh. Oh, who doesn't? No, I know that's not what you're saying, but there, uh, that is a really fun lens to rewatch that movie that I like so much. Mm-hmm. Gosh, oh, that's so fun that you took that class as well. I did not know that. Yeah, I had a ball in that class. Oh, um, oh. I was- talked, I chatted a lot. Yes, I felt like the mascot of the Jane Austen class. Like I really showed up giddy. I I also simultaneously was taking piano lessons um, and I learned how to play a couple songs from the 2005 Joe Wright's masterpiece, um, Pride and Prejudice. Um, So it was like a a very Jane Austen semester. 
for me. Yeah. So hmm. oh, I can't wait to see your tattoo on your body. That's awesome. I know it's gonna be good. Yeah. I'll really, get it in a few even, weeks. You've inspired me. Maybe I'll get one this summer. I recommend I have four. This will be mm. my fifth. Um and this is my Jane Austen one that I currently have. It's hard for me to show you on Zoom. This is it upside down. It's a Jane Austen lady in space. Good. It's from a New Yorker uh, article. Where she and I have a moon back here. And I have a book on my hip. Like an open one or close? Yeah, it's pretty. Um, mm, I got this one when I was that one when I was 19. I got it after freshman year and I had had like I had like a shitty boyfriend and I had a tough freshman year and I was like I want to get an open book tattoo because I can write like write my own story and it was like ugh, so cheesy but um no, it's but fine it's a fine tattoo it is a fine tattoo yeah wow oh I've always wanted or I haven't always wanted I that's one of those things where do I really want to spend my money on this maybe um I've uh, my hometown's flower is the daffodil, but then thistles are like the weed of Scotland. So I've thought mm-hmm. about getting botanical print like under my boob, a la hot girl. Location. Very hot girl. Very hot girl. Yeah. Very yeah. hot girl with a liberal arts education. Plus, you're about to make a lot of money from Anheuser Busch. <laughs> so I'm I'm really I'm excited to be a woman of beer. I feel like it's the most bisexual thing of me to do. Um and I'm just excited to see what it brings me. I mean, the most bisexual thing for you to do would be to get a um, botanical themed, oh, no, botanical, botan- botanical themed hat under my yeah, under yeah. under your no. under your boob. <laughs> That'd be bisexual thing numero uno. But the mm. beer thing is is uh, is a really close second. Mm. I've I've been I'm here I am I'm drinking let's see, beer diary entry number nine thousand. Uh, Sunset Peach Tea Shandy from the Mason Jar Lager Company. It's, Is it good? It's okay. It's okay. It's a good beach summer beer. Mm-hmm. But of course, I'm drinking it from my Virginia Beer Company koozie. Koozie, sure. Sure, 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 sure. Love, 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 love. So. Yeah, I'm just, um, I'm a white claw girl. <laughs> I just hey, drink a lot there's of claws. no shame in that. I um, love my claws. They do the job. They are refreshing. They are fun. They are low commitment. I mean, what more can you ask for in a seltzer? And I mean, I I like a I like um I like Belgian white beers generally speaking. Mm. So I you're love a blue. satire person. Um, I like yep. Allagash White. Okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Anything like brewed with an orange peel. Yeah. Um, Shock tops also do it for me too. Shock They're top. Yes. Drink. Easy drinking, good stuff. Mm-hmm. There's, uh, fingers crossed, an opportunity, I think, to brew in Germany um, through the company. Yeah. Um, That'd be cool so I think, as fuck. I think so, too. I think I'm going to enroll at a community college wherever I end up in and take a couple night classes to learn German so that I am a competitive applicant, but also um, my cousins live in Germany. My father is fluent in German. Um I would really like to learn the yeah. language. And you'll have money and time, baby. Four days on, four days <laughs> off. Hell yeah. That's so crazy. I, for the longest time, my schedule has been dictated by like improv practice and when I have to spend five hours in the chemistry lab. And mm-hmm. now it's just like, what am I? 
what am I going to do on my four days off? Yeah. <laughs> Literally whatever I want. Bull. Yeah. Bull. Bull. Make well, out with randos a la Anna Campion. <laughs> well, <laughs> listen, like, <laughs> it's, been a, it's been a minute since I've made out with a rando. Um, well, we. It's like riding a bike. It's like riding a bike. It's, you, never it, you never forget it. You never forget. That's cheers. how I felt. That's how I, cheers. That's how I felt. Um, flirting with this gal outside of SNL the other day. And I was like, God, I haven't flexed this I'm, muscle in a minute. I was so, isn't it, uh, and I'm so good it, at it. I'm so I, good I, at it. I, of all the things that God gave me as a human or, or whatever cosmic power is out there. Mm-hmm. I'm so glad that I am a charming person. Oh, that my God. is, that is my strongest virtue besides my perfect blonde hair. Um, mm-hmm. you, do have- you also have i feel like mine is chemically bitches mine is chemically enhanced and so so is marilyn monroe's and she was but yours is just fine yours is not chemically enhanced yours is just there yes yes it is i i it is truly a wonder um gosh to to be a a charming blonde young woman Mm -hmm. i think like Emma Woodhouse, like yes. so many uh, trailblazers <laughs> you, before I'm sorry, us. are you charming, 21, <laughs> bisexual, about to make a lot of money? Mm. I, do I fancy myself a matchmaker? Perhaps. Here I am Perhaps. asking about your SNL meetup. I, you you I draw the conclusions, you. listener. I would, I would trust you to match me up with someone. Mm. Like, wow, what a... That, yeah like I think I think you would have I think that you would pick someone out who I could who even if it like didn't work out I think I would at least like get along with Hmm. to my credit I do think that would be true Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah I've I've made a few matches in my time it's gone well to be or not to be Emma Woodhouse Hmm. well anyway we didn't really talk about embarrassing stories that much but that's okay (laughs) (laughs) we should we talked a little bit about the concept of embarrassment. Um, well, it's it's fine. Yeah. This is my podcast. Perhaps you're right, and per- perhaps the uh, um, the embarrassing thing of it is just like that. I will be talking about the Jane Austen class I took in my spring semester senior year until I die. Oh, and so. and and you you win in heavy on the fact that you did improv. So I think that covers it for embarrassing. Oh, well, yeah, maybe lead with that. Yeah. No, that okay, and that maybe perhaps the most embarrassing of all is that I didn't realize it until just now that that perhaps is the uh, most embarrassing tidbit that I zip zap zop (laughs) zip zap bibbity bibbity bopping over here. Um, Can I get a word of inspiration to end this podcast? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I don't know improv exercises. I never even. So not my thing. Um, but love it for you. Um. (laughs) um what are you doing the rest of the day (laughs) just drinking yeah i i I seriously have been enjoying the queen's gambit immensely um Mm -hmm. so i will finish the last 30 pages of that over um a crisp lager i think i'm actually cooking tonight i do a pretty mean shrimp taco and um I'll be making pina coladas, playing bananagrams, and probably going to bed at the right 1030. Nice. So solid. Solid. Um, Perry, I think I'm I think I'm going to do a Marilyn Monroe um, photo recreation for my 22nd birthday. Smart. So I will also be mulling over how I will execute that. 
stay tuned. Yeah, well, I'll keep an eye out for that. Mm. Keep an eye out for that in a big way. Um, well, Macy, thank you so much for being on the podcast. I'm so honored to have been invited. Do you do you have anything to to do? You want to plug yourself in any way? Um, I mean, I think very seriously, especially after how much I enjoyed chatting with you gently about how much I love Emma. Um, I'm going to probably put out a podcast this summer about reading Emma Woodhouse as a queer character. I'm, I'd like to, to be maybe three or four episodes mm-hmm. long. Um, might invite Kim Wheatley, our professor from Love our it. class. Um, maybe an appearance by Iris and uh, and Petro, you, if you would like. Yeah, I was um, going to say, I was like, whoa, this, this is getting long and I'm not on no, it. <laughs> yes, no, you, of course. Um, I think that would be a really, I would really love to dive into that and um, honor the beautiful things that Emma has taught me and teaches the world. So look out for that. I, I'm yeah. excited to well, think uh, about that. More. Yeah, I'll make sure whenever you release that, we'll put it in the show notes and retweet Aww. it and stuff. Um, Huzzah. On my end, Macy, I will be sending you some stickers. Um, oh. Yes. Uh, thank as a thank you. If uh, I know, I know you've been wanting them really badly. Um, And uh, if you are not Macy, but you want stickers, uh, please check out the Patreon. Um, I'll send you stickers if you become a patron there or donate to the coffee. Um, Patrons uh, are going to get a patron Patreon exclusive series coming in the next month or so. Um, It's kind of a kind of a silly one, but I think it'll be fun. And um, then, uh, yeah, follow us at Oh No The Pod on Instagram and Twitter. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please rate and review. Um, it helps us boost uh, like our rankings and stuff in the algorithm, which is all not that I necessarily. I mean, OK, let's let's be real. I want to make money let's off this podcast and I want people yeah. to listen to it and I want to get some of my celeb crushes on here. So I've been yeah, I mean, uh, like. And for the sake of transparency, like, let's make it happen. The sidekick said it was going to happen, and I think it will only start happening once the five stars go up. So Yeah, so so definitely, you know, keep uh, rate and review. I've gotten a lot so far, and I really appreciate it, but, you know, keep doing that. And if you haven't, yeah. then go ahead. If you're enjoying it, would really appreciate it. Um, and other than that, yeah, just make sure you're subscribed. And, um, yeah, I love you guys. Um, and Macy, thanks so much again for being on. Um, so and I will me again. Oh my god, you come back anytime. <laughs> <laughs> I will be in touch with you about our yeah. June July uh, Emma is gay chat. Emma is gay. <laughs> Emma, Emma is gay. gay. <laughs> yes. All right. Um, thanks so much, everyone, and I will catch you all on the flip. I would like to thank the greatest people in the world, my patrons: Grace Murray, Lindsay, Alana Coleman, Kira Sears, Jillian Townsend, Schaefer Nelson. Clay Moyhan, Haley Pregnall, Caroline Phelan, and Stephen Blattkamp. You guys are the greatest. You're the reason that this podcast can keep going. And if you want a shout out like this at the end of every single episode, which you will get if you become a patron, BT Dubs, please head on over to the Patreon. Ono's theme song was written, performed, and recorded by Katie Stahl and Mackenzie Haight. And the amazing cover art was done by Devante Burse, uh, at Devante Burse on all socials, at Designed by Devante on Instagram.